Welcome to the other 420. And it's not the 420 you think it is. I'm Sue. And I'm Jill. And our show is about how someone in their 40s and 20s are navigating this crazy world together as Korean American professional women trying to figure out what is happening in our lives. So come join us for the ride. Welcome to our second episode.、Uh, Is it episode? Podcast?、Mm-hmm. Our episode.、Uh, I'm Sue. I'm Jill. And we are excited to come back to our listeners. And this week we wanted to actually bring a topic that I think kind of helped,、uh, was the reason why we wanted to start this podcast, right? Yeah. So I think, I mean, definitely you in your 40s, maybe dating isn't very prevalent. For me, in my 20s, Dating is all what my friends and I are talking about. It's all what we're experiencing. And even in my personal life, it, it is a big thing and it's something that we talk about pretty often. And so I wanted us to talk about dating because it is something that I'm experiencing right now. And you always give me such great insight and advice on it. Well, I think so. This、uh, episode is really going to focus on what does it mean to date in your 20s、mm-hmm. in today's、um, world? Because I'm so surprised at some of the stuff you tell me. Yeah. I mean, there i s new things nowadays in dating, like situationships and you know, short term relationships and non commitment, which I want to ask was that a thing back then? I don't know because I think that I think about a lot of my friends who are in their 40s now, and many of them are with like their current husbands. They met in their 20s, and I feel like it was pretty normal to、uh, meet in your early or to mid 20s. Then they got engaged, married in your late 20s, and then now have kids early 30s. So that's my. Group of friends.、Uh, so it wasn't this thing where we saw so many guys, especially we talked about this Korean American guys who are single and really don't even think about being in a relationship until their 30s. And I think、mm-hmm. we talked about when you are growing up here,、um, I think just as you know, a lot of immigrant kids, it's about getting good grades,、mm-hmm. going to a good high school. To help us get into college. Then our end goal is to get to a really good college. And then we kind of fall into jobs. And then what? Right?、Mm-hmm. I mean, now it is get a career, earn money, actually earn more money, you know, invest, save, maybe buy a house. But Settling down and starting a family, it's not really a priority in your 20s. Whereas I think before, it is the next thing to come after having a career and settling down. But now I think in the dating scene, when you ask people, you know, oh, are you dating seriously? Not that pe- many people say that they are dating seriously for dating for marriage. They say, oh, I'm just dating around, seeing, you know, what I'm compa- who I'm compatible with. Dating, you know, this girl dating that girl dating this boy. So it is a lot different now. Well, when we think about just statistics and in terms of like 
the birth rate in Korea or people not getting married or choosing to be single, I think we kind of see that trend in the U.S. too because in some ways it's easier to be single. Financially, it's easier to be single. Mm -hmm. Um, This idea of marriage might look different now. And so I think we've talked a lot about how you said, you know, in your mid-20s, there aren't guys who are really wanting to be in serious relationships. Yeah, I think even in my own experience, I think I'm the person that I do want to date and date around, but I don't want to just date around just for the fun of it. I do want to date with a goal in mind, right? It, which is to settle down, hopefully get married and start a family. But when I do meet different guys, they say, oh, you know, getting married and settling down, that's way in the future. That's for me at 35 or way, way later, I'm not even thinking about it. And so it is hard to find a guy, I guess, in his 20s who is looking for a serious relationship, who is looking to settle down. Well, and then we talk about where are you going to find these guys? Mm -hmm. Where are the guys? And we always come back to the app, right? But then we recently talked about it, you know, maybe we need to go to the coffee shops. Maybe we need to go to the gym. You know, maybe we just need to be out there more than the app because we've been on the app before. I've been actually on Hinge for, I would say, a little over a year And Sue, you know, sometimes our favorite thing to do when I was on the app is just sit on the couch and swipe together and think, you know, oh, what about this guy? What about that guy? Um, But a huge part of the dating scene right now is online dating. I mean, it's interesting because I think when online dating first came out like 20 years ago, it was just a few really simple ones. And it was about relationship, like eHarmony, I told you, and Match.com. Those are all about, they had couples and it was, their advertising was all about marriage. But now mm-hmm. there's like all these different apps that are not necessarily about relationship commitment. It's just yeah. more about hooking up. I know. And I have to explain these apps to Sue because she tells me, Jill, you need to be on eHarmony. You need to be on Match.com. And I tell her, Sue, no one in their 20s is on those platforms. It's usually Hinge, which is for relationships. But actually, there's been a recent trend in Hinge where it's not just relationships. Maybe it's more casual. And then there's Tinder, which is very casual, just hookups, kind of meeting maybe one time. And then there's Bumble, which is a weird in-between, and then Coffee Meets Bagels, which I think is for late 20s, early 30s, looking for serious, serious relationships. So those are the dating apps that are most kind of commonly used right now. Well, and I think it's not even that we talked about, like you can meet somebody on social media, like if you like their TikTok and you could uh, message them. And it's Mm so interesting Because it is this question of like, how did people meet each other before the internet? Was speed dating a thing when you were young? I don't feel like, you know, the internet was fairly new in my 20s. I think that's when like MySpace came out. Mm. Really, it didn't blow up until I would say my mid-20s. Because I'm thinking back to college and even in college, email was still kind of new. Like we would Hmm. go to the library and you actually had to like in college, you would actually have to go and look up books. So I think that 
this is really your generation is yeah. the internet i mean people make off make their money off the internet in mm-hmm. so many different ways they're navigating it rather than this connections that we talk about maybe you should actually like go places and meet somebody but then i think part of it is too we talked about Maybe a lot of guys in their 20s don't actually want to meet someone because they're so focused on their self and um, like their job and so and their health. Because we talked about how come so many guys now are so into like on the app, so many of the guys work out. They're all buff. always gym photos, you know, the mirror selfies with the flexing of the arms and the legs. And sometimes it's it is very oversaturated. But I actually stumbled upon like a funny not funny, but an interesting statistic. Um, I was looking on Forbes and it said that males are more likely to meet someone on a dating app and it leads to a relationship more than females. So I was like, hmm, I wonder why males have a higher success rate on these dating apps than females. Why do you think? Well, I think if you are male and you seriously want a relationship, Mm -hmm. you reach that realization or point and it could be when you're 30 or 33 and you realize oh i think it's time for me to settle down yeah and so that's when they're fully in it because i think that guys are pretty much i haven't met a guy that's wishy-washy about wanting to be in a relationship they're either want to just focus on their career or themselves or okay it's time so probably they're more uh focused or they are more driven to do it I think when a male is more in it, the relationship is more likely to work out versus if just the female is in it, you know? I think both people have to be in it, but if the male is, I feel like it is easier for it to lead to a successful relationship. And even from my own experience, how many times have I gone on a date with somebody and it's working out and then once we get to that stage of okay where are we where are we gonna go and then you know the guy says I'm actually I can't do a relationship right now or I'm not in the right mindset or right now is not a good time for me maybe in the future and so it is more common to have guys who are on the dating apps but not able to take that step into having a serious relationship. Well, we talk specifically because I know for you, you know, you specifically want to marry a Korean American. And we talked about, is it unique to Korean American guys that they tend to wait a little bit longer to want to be in serious relationships or um, they are more, likely to focus on themselves or career in their 20s i think a hundred percent i even look at my own brother and i have two older brothers and my oldest brother he got married late um at 31 with his wife and then my second brother right now he's 29 he's turning 30 soon and i always ask him you know, but like, when are you going to settle down? When are you going to find a girlfriend? And he said, not right now. I'm busy. I'm busy with work. I'm busy with earning money. I'm busy with basketball and sports. Like he has his own life and he says he doesn't have time right now for a girl or he doesn't want to waste money on a girl because going on all those dates, it is expensive. And so I, I do see it from his perspective, right? And I do understand from the guy's perspective. But for me, I mean... This is my 
peak peak dating age right my you know my prime and so I want to be able to find guys who do want a serious relationship but I've realized guys my age they're not in it for that serious relationship and even finding guys in their 30s it's hard to find one well so if any listeners have brothers or friends in their (laughs) mid to late 20s and you think there'll be a great catch you can email us right we started an email what's our email the other 420 420 podcast podcast at at gmail.com yeah so you feel free email us and maybe send a picture bio maybe you know this is the way maybe this is the way that you find someone and i think you know we've talked a lot about it's not just about finding someone but who you think you want Mm -hmm. versus who you is that always the best choice yeah we talk about it a lot I mean, who I want and we, because Sue has been with me through different, you know, situationships and different guys who have come and gone, but who I like is a certain type. I like LA boys who have that fun life, who like to go out and like to have fun and who are into, you know, music and fashion and having these experiences. But then she always says, is that truly who you are compatible with is that truly who you need and we've had this talk where I told her I don't I don't think that's truly what I need and truly who I am compatible with because at the end of the day there are a lot of conflicts that I did have with those guys well you know the few LA boys did break your heart because Mm -hmm. they love LA they love LA and so I think especially we talked about this if you live in LA and you're an LA boy you love it. You mm-hmm. love the the nightlife. You love yep. the activities. You love the museum. I mean, there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. And so you're not focused on necessarily like your future. You're focused on the now. Yeah. So LA boys are fun for the now. But, you know, it's funny because after those relationships, they become great friends. Because the LA boys are good friends too. They they do become great friends. She always says, um, I have this one ex who was an LA boy. And then yes, he did break my heart. But now we're actually good friends. And then we text here and there. And he gives me relationship advice. And I give him relationship advice. But it's true because they are not ready to settle down. And I was actually looking, um, preparing for our podcast. And according to the census, the marriage age is getting later and later so for men they have their first marriage on average right at 30 and for women it's 28 whereas a couple years ago it was way earlier so it's getting later and later when guys are ready to settle down and ready to you know for marriage well and i think california is different right we live in oc and very close to la and Everything is a lot more expensive mm-hmm. to the, you know, the house, the housing costs, the rental market, gas, everything is so much more expensive. And so you're not really focused on the future, but necessarily you're just focused on the now. So I wonder if this would be different if we went to a different state where it wasn't so glamorous in terms yeah. of the life and would you have a better chance? Maybe we need to take a road trip. Yes. So I 
recently just got out of, I guess, a fling with somebody who was from the East Coast. And he was saying how there was nothing there in his city. There was nothing to do in his state. And I was like, huh, must be kind of boring. But then maybe for people who do live in kind of, I guess, rural places, they are quicker to settle down versus these LA boys where there is so much to do, so many people to meet, so many places to go, that settling down is not a priority. But one thing I'm curious about, if you didn't meet Jim when you did and settled down, where would you, where do you think your dating experience would have been like? You know, I think for everybody, like I think about my friends who didn't meet their husbands in college where did they meet them and some met on match.com so i see it was there some i think met through friends um and then some through work Mm -hmm. i think those are like the traditional places where you meet people but i think that also i'm at the age now where i hear about divorces and it surprises me because i'm like how could this person get divorced but 10, 15 years later down the road, we're just different people. And I think when you're in your 40s, you either grow with that person or you don't. And, you know, the when you have kids, those are additional stressors that nobody yeah. prepares you for. So maybe it is better that people are getting married later in life because they mature further. Like we talked about, you know, you know that the human brain doesn't develop until they're 25 years yeah. old. So. And I think it's even later for guys. So if you're married to a 25-year-old, they're just fully developmentally. So imagine them at 30 or 35 or 40. It might not be the exact person. So I definitely think that that compatibility, because I always tell you too, like, oh, this guy might be what you think you run in a boyfriend, but Mm -hmm. could they be a good father? And you always say, well, I'm just... 25 I'm not thinking about that but you know I my idea is like why waste your time with somebody who you know will not be a good father yeah you did ask me that question about the recent person actually because we were hanging out having a good time and then you sat me down and you were asking me do you think he would be a good husband do you think he would be a good father and I gave you an honest answer I said I think he would be a great father but a great husband I don't know But do you think if you met Jim later on, maybe let's say in your late 20s, do you think it would have been different, the outcome? You know, I think that we waited a long time to have kids. So we were together for, I think, like 10 years before we had kids, maybe 12 years. And so we grew up together. So I think for us, if we meet, met later in life, I don't know if it would be different because we kind of grew up together. But if we had kids right away in our early 20s, maybe it would be different because we would be different people yeah. as we grow older. Mm-hmm. And I think um, kids cause a lot of stress in the relationship. You don't realize how um, how a different person changing the dynamic mm-hmm. factors in your re- own relationship. I bet. I can't even imagine um, one thing I always wanted to ask you because I, you know, I have my own dating experience and I think you and Jim are always there for the ride. What is your take on my dating experience and what you've observed? I think that 
you know, I always tell you, just go for the boring, nice guy. Yes. The guy that's not always, you know, doesn't look like a model, doesn't look like a K-drama star, he's not six feet and super thin and glamorous looking and dresses with really trendy clothes. Like, can't you just go for the average looking guy with a really great job who is nice to children and nice to his parents and he may not be flashy but he's reliable and kind and really worships you you don't think i go for the average guy no 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 you i think your favorite line is to say uggos right (laughs) and i guess you and that's the thing is that i see 20 years from now and um you see 25, you're like right yeah. there. And it's like, no, I want to have fun. I want to have fun with this person. And so I don't, I have a few friends who are like in their mid to late thirties and they're single. And it's like, I don't want that to be you because mm-hmm. they were looking for that unicorn or this idea or vision of who they think they want to, should be with or want to be with. So, you know, I say go for the not so tall looking guy that's you know good he's average looking nice um see how that lives in orange county in the suburbs but i think my most recent one that you met he was very average and not too flashy like the other previous people i mean i think but that's not who he wanted to be that's why that he moved true. out to LA. That he doesn't true. want that life. He wants flashy. He wants to enjoy, you know, and buy expensive clothes and kind of change who he is, right? Yeah. I know. I always fight Sue, but then at the end of the day, she is right. I do go for the flashy people. I do go for six foot and above, and I do go for the fun time, but always at the end, somehow it doesn't work because they are this over six foot and over because they are the flashy type they aren't the ones that do want to settle down and they aren't the ones that truly like treasure having like spending time together and making those memories but sue is always right at the end of the day well and we have to see though where is she gonna find this guy my new thing was go to the gym at 6 a.m because i feel like professional guys who go to the gym at 6 a.m are reliable Mm -hmm. and then also uh, very um, concerned about, you know, who have great routine and structure and um, they're not, they have a good work, you know, they're, if you can get up at like 530 exercise every day, I feel like you just have a great mental state too. I know. And that's what I started doing. And maybe our listeners can keep me accountable. And so starting just today, I went, woke up early, went to the gym at 6 a.m. I went with a friend and we were talking, we were scoping out and we're like, okay, this guy's okay. This guy's eh, and this guy's okay. But it was fun to go. And you're right. It is the dedicated people who want to work out before work who are there. Were there a lot of guys there? There were a lot of guys, but also it varied in age. There were young high schoolers too, but then there were young um, people like 20s and then they were young um, 30s and I saw some maybe like 60s he was very old but he was very dedicated and I saw this one couple I'm pretty sure maybe they were in their early 60s but he was doing leg press and his wife was just sitting there 
holding his hand. It was actually very cute. Wife, girlfriend, I don't know what, but it was very cute to see. Oh, and I think that's, you know, that's what we want at the end, right? Is that somebody that will wake up with you and go to the gym at 6 a.m., just to spend time with just, you. And I could see that being Sue and Jill, hopefully in the Sue and Jim in the future, maybe. Um, Sue could be working out and Jim can be holding no, her hand. I don't no? think so. I, you know, that's not how I uh that is not my love language, so I can't do that. But Jim's hope, on the side laughing. I am encouraged by your new new kind of insight into dating i'm excited to see who the next guy is yes maybe it's somebody that one of our listeners know maybe and we will be keeping our um listeners updated frequently on um jill's love life and Mm -hmm. hopefully uh we have another topic to talk about in the future which might be early stages of dating and she can share uh we could think good thoughts and There'll be someone that we can share that. Good vibes, good Good, vibes. Yes, good vibes. Funny thing, I guess it is a little story. Our podcast kind of was birthed out of my ending of my situationship, out of this kind of pseudo breakup because they were actually there from the beginning of it. Um, Sue and Jim and the whole family, we met on an app. And funny thing, it wasn't even me that had liked him. It was Sue that liked him. He looked nice. He did look nice. It was nice. Sue he that liked average. him. He I would have passed, but Sue he had a good really pushed for yeah. him. And so we, you know, met up, we started talking and we had a fun time. And maybe in the future episodes, we'll talk about what happened, but ultimately it didn't work out for us. And I could feel it fizzing out. And I told Sue, I'm like, Hey, I need something to like, keep me engaged, kind of fill up the void once he's gone and this is how you know the other 420 kind of was birthed out of my breakup well because it made us realize wow this isn't something that just you're going through but a lot of people and there is a lot of different dynamics in dating whether it's your culture whether it's you know your location whether it's your past all of those things impact um how your future relationships are going to look so Thank you, everybody, for listening to our second episode of The Other 420. We are um, hoping to put out a um, new episode every week. So we've been on track so far. So please email us at theother420podcast at gmail.com if you have any topics that you'd like us to further talk about. See you next week.